You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm John. Hey, John. Welcome back. And we get, we get another comic book movie. And this comic book movie is the most epic thing ever made. Yeah. Ten years. Yes. Ten years, the trajectory to get this thing going. Pretty incredible. We watched Avengers Endgame. We lost. All of us. We lost friends. We lost family. Today we have a chance to take it all back. We will. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Woohoo! Well, that was an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. To say the least. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm impressed with a lot of this movie. Um, I had some um, some nitpicks, uh, pacing, and some really weird kind of like writing decisions. But I think that okay. kind of happens with um, time travel movies. There's obviously spoilers, so if you're if you're watching this or listening to this, I mean, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> Um, no offense, Jonesers, but get the fuck out if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame. <laughs> right. It's funny because, you know, they so they they travel back in time and they reference how time travel is not like, and they list a ton of different time travel mm-hmm. movies and TV shows, but in a way, it's a lot like Back to the Future 2 with, like, what they do. They it don't, is. They, the, yeah, they're the like, don't, do, don't do this, and then they, uh, they, they interact with their past selves uh the the bad guy ends up fading away at the end like biff does you know and yeah there's just kind of funny similarities yeah scott lang slash ant-man when he's just like wait a minute you're telling me back to the future 2 is full of shit (laughs) quantum leap die hard oh wait die hard's not part of it (laughs) yeah uh they they left a lot of ad-lib stuff in here uh you could tell Uh, they were funny totally this movie was kind of uh, a mixed bag at points I think you get away with it because it's a you know they it was it was lighthearted at moments and doom and gloom at others and very depressing and then that's why I say emotionally it's all over yeah a lot of pathos and then uh, and kind of like the last Harry Potter movie or like in my opinion it reminded me of the last Harry Potter movie or Harry Potter book because has a different kind of feel to it than the rest of the movies like. So it's like you had mentioned pacing for it being an over three hour uh, movie. I, it did not seem like that to me. It, like a movie went by fast and I was like, oh, wow, three hours has gone by. But it is slow at the beginning because, yeah, you're facing with, you know, a planet that's or a universe where half the people are gone. And so they you really get the feeling of what that's like. Mm hmm. The beginning of it, and there's a lot of adjusting, like from everybody. And yeah, and... I thought it was kind of amazing 
within the first 10 to 15 minutes that they kill Thanos. Yeah, they go and kick his ass right away, and I was not expecting that at all. So so that was a pleasant, like, oh, cool, all right. And then, uh, and then like, a holy shit moment. <laughs> he just cut Thanos' head off. What do, what do we do now? Like, you know, it had that different pacing and a different way of going about it. Right when Thanos gets his head cut off, you... You're like, whoa, so all your like fanboy theories were wrong. And they're like, well, where do we go from here? So it was kind of a, a welcome change of pace. I yeah, thought. I thought it, it took a lot of courage to do that. Mm-hmm. I love it when Thor's just like, I went for the head. They cut off his arm and then his head. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang. Yeah. Thanos was just, you know, tending his garden, making yeah. his soup. He was just wanting some space grapes, man. Yeah, he... Uh, Destroyed half the universe. It was time to hang up the helmet and retire. Yeah, which is straight from the comic. Like he had like a scarecrow version of himself in the comic, which I have not read, but I've seen panels and watched like recaps and stuff online. Uh And then uh, I I was wondering, I was like, wow, where do you go from here? And then it's like five years later. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, which is interesting because then technically. Half the half of the universe is five years older than the other half when it inevitably comes back later. Yeah, because for well, everyone who faded away, they it's for them. It's like they just woke up from a nap. They're yes. they're the same age or whatever. You know, no, time really hasn't you know gone by for them in the same way. Yeah, I mean, character by character, you had Tony Stark who was floating out in space starving to death and the cg on his body was really good yeah to make him skinny he, and weak like it, it was enough to where i was wondering like did they take did he film this last and starve himself throughout the whole film <laughs> uh it was that was i had a time figuring that out they did a good job with that he looked, yeah. yeah definitely sickly and he kind of reverted to his old self in a way where he was it was looking out for all of his interest and it was all about him. Like so, there was this kind of fade back. You know, his reaction to that happening was that he kind of, I don't know, reverted a little bit to where he was, like in the first Iron Man, personality-wise. Yeah, I mean, his his story. He's actually once um, Captain Marvel saves him, goes out in space, brings him back, lands. It, it was interesting because he ends up having a kid, and his life's not bad at all what's cool is so my nephew hasn't watched any marvel movies so he's Mm -hmm. obviously been interested now so we started going back and watching them all and there were things that we were watching the old ones that i picked up that were in this and there's tons of callback yeah even certain lines and everything and so there's a line he says, and Tony is talking to Steve Rogers at the very end of Age of Ultron. He goes, maybe, you know, Hawkeye, maybe Clint, maybe he's got it right, and I should just, you know, buy a house out in the middle of the woods and retire, have a family. And that's totally what he does. He gets a house out in the middle of the woods and raises a family with Pepper Potts. And his daughter is freaking adorable, and their yes. relationship is, is awesome, uh, which is really cool to see. That's this whole other side of him. You're like, yeah, <laughs> Tony is an awesome dad. <laughs> yeah, he probably would be. And he's just so charming, witty, yeah. quick. 
<laughs> everything about it. Uh, yeah, so it was it was interesting to see Tony Stark like just become a family man. And you can tell, and it, what's neat too is, and it could be just because, you know, half the world is disappeared, or half the population has disappeared, but he lives a much simpler life. His house is, it's not all futuristic and high tech. It's like a, very much looks like a lob cabin style house mm-hmm. right by a lake. Yes, there are, he's got like a magic, you know, super technological table. But other than that, it's not like, his sleek and futuristic, ultra-rich, you know, houses we've seen in the past. So you can really tell he's he is different now. His arc is incredible in this mm-hmm. entire series. Tony Stark's just gone from the very beginning where he's just a rich kid, a rich, smart kid. Uh, well, I guess he's not a kid at that point. He's somewhere in his 30s or 40s, I don't know. And, you know, he's selling weapons to anyone that will buy them. And he's just, he's a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did notice the callback of the cheeseburgers in this from the yeah, very first Iron good. Man. That yeah, that was a good one. But we'll move on to probably maybe the second best character in this uh, arc wise, or at least how he ends, is Captain America Steve Rogers. Yeah who is, after the five-year gap, is helping people deal with loss and moving on. Yeah. He's like a counselor. And it's almost like he's got, like, a group, and there's a circle of people talking about, you know, their experiences. And, yeah, it's different. Which is cool because it has one of the Russo brothers. I don't know which one. But he's one of the guys. Now, I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I read that was one of them i was like oh that's that's fun yeah because i don't know what they look like i don't what they've done here with this marvel universe is incredible but i i don't know their faces (laughs) at all i only recognize them because i saw them in like a like a thing promoting it like right before like within that week and so i was like i think that's one of the guys i was like I was like ninety percent sure it was one of them, but I, you know, wasn't a hundred. And then afterwards, I was like, "Yep, totally, okay." Yep. All right. So but yeah, yeah uh, incredible because he's, he's still helping people, but you know, there's mm-hmm. essentially, it's like the world isn't. It's so different with the half half of everybody's gone. There's no like bad guys, and there's like so his job as Captain America is almost like null and void, and so his way of helping people is through this like uh, counseling that he does. Falcon, isn't that what he was doing in one yeah. of the Captain America? Yeah, so he's kind of, yeah, you're right, when they met in uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, Sam Wilson, mm-hmm. I think is his name, something yeah. like that. He's got a very generic name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess Steve Rogers is kind of generic too, but we're well, just so good. used to hearing it. Oh, uh, it was incredible. We had America's Ass joke, which yeah. slayed. Yeah, it was hilarious. We um, had Cap versus Cap, which yeah. was one of the most exciting middle parts mm-hmm. for me. Uh, yeah, that's and and then we'll talk about what happens at him at the end. Uh, we'll move on because I, I mean, there's a lot to talk about with Captain yeah. America at the end. A lot happens in right. the last thirty minutes. Do we want to mention the battle with him, or is that later? Yeah, I, I'd say mention later. You're talking about him and Thanos. Yeah. Yeah, going one-on-one. That mm-hmm. was nuts. Uh, Mark Ruffo 
in my opinion, they kind of neuter him. I get why. I get it. Yeah. They mix Bruce Banner and the Hulk and make Professor Hulk, which is straight out from, you know, straight up from the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I, I tell you what, their ability to motion capture these people and combine the CG with a realistic person is as realistic as they can get with a seven foot green monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like Mark Ruffalo, but if there's a side by side, they're, they're obviously different. Like they're, you know, the size of the nose, but it's like his nose just like warped, you know, it's like they took his face and like warped the bones and everything so that it fit the Hulk, you know, size, but it's, you know, it doesn't look like him, but you can, clearly tell it's mark ruffalo at some time it's like a, they they've done that really well i agree he's wearing like cardigans and sweaters it, it just he's got the salt and pepper he's got his you know hipster glasses yeah. on uh, it was making me laugh it's like hip too he's like dab and he kills the dad yes. to the kids we never got a hulk moment i was a little depressed that we never got a hulk revenge on thanos but he did do the um, selfless thing by absorbing all the energy from the Infinity Gauntlet later on. So, okay, I get it. I get why they did it. Uh, I guess they wanted to shine a light more on probably Steve Rogers and Tony Stark at the end. But yeah. we'll get to that later on. Well, that and they uh, keep they kept saying even from the first Avengers that you know the Tesseract is mostly gamma energy. Yeah, and you know everything is oh well, it's mostly gamma and uh, radiation, and that's where his whole like uh, you know I just feel like I was made for this. Yeah, so he was made to oh, do this. Oh, I didn't say I was literally made to do this. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think that is yeah. what he says. Uh, moving on to maybe the funniest character in this movie, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, yes. uh, aka Fat Thor, aka the Big Lebowski. Yes, yeah, the dude walking around. A very depressed Thor after the yeah. five years. But really, he's lost the most. Absolutely. His father, his mother beforehand, his brother mm-hmm. dies at the hands of Thanos. Mm-hmm. And then half the universe and half of his his next family with uh, the entire superhero team, his, his entire planet is gone. They yeah. moved to earth and started a new town it's new asgard or something new asgard yeah, yeah. and they're fishermen mm-hmm. i guess yeah, they're in uh, it's not norway it's uh they're in a real place on earth and and it's referenced from ragnarok where his dad right before his dad dies he's like this could maybe this could be asgard and they're like visiting him on earth i can't remember where that is yeah it's nuts. It's nuts. And we find out that, um, oh, what's her face? The Valkyrie is pretty much the second leader, second in command. Thor's kind of just like there in title, and she's yeah. doing all the He's Yeah, he's really given up, and he's just, he's drinking each day away. And, you know, he's being like a, he's being like a college kid who uh, doesn't have class that, who was like, on spring break and didn't go anywhere. He's just staying home, drinking yeah. beer, pizza, and playing video games. 
Uh, yeah, and he's uh, playing Fortnite with yeah. oh, what uh, is Cord. the Cord, Yeah, it's yeah. I love it. I know. I know those. The revolution two. is here. <laughs> that, that entire right there, I could watch a movie about. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. There, there has to be a spinoff with just the three of them, like on adventures. Donor comedy. Yeah, it definitely would be like that. So that was awesome. I, I loved what they did with Thor, how he became depressed, and he's drinking to forget. And uh, naturally he gets fat because he probably drinks a shit ton and just plays Fortnite all the time, or at least watches yeah. his friends play Fortnite. And then right. he, <laughs> and then he's telling like 13-year-olds what it is. <laughs> you yeah. leave my friends alone. I will fly down there and I will shove that up your butt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We had Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow, who's running S.H.I.E.L.D. as yeah. best she can. Looks mm-hmm. like she's doing it by herself and Pretty trying much. desperately not to cry all the time. Yeah, she's running it out of the like Avengers Tower and, you know, it's talking to everybody via hologram, you know, where they are. And, and she finds out, uh, you know, we can segue to uh, Hawkeye, Clint, his character yeah. from here, but, um, you know, they're just trying to keep an eye out for Thanos and where he is, what he's doing, and yeah, an eye out for any threats. She's just and... trying to keep it all together. Yeah, exactly. She's the glue. Opening scene with Hawkeye teaching his daughter to shoot an oh. arrow. She nails the target and turns around, and they're all gone. That yeah. was, yeah, that really sets the tone of where we're going with this yeah. film. The very first, yeah, he's this tender moment. He's teaching his daughter how to shoot. She goes off to get her arrow, and uh, he hears, you know, his wife call, turns around. He can't find her. He doesn't realize what the dust thing looks like, but we see some of it there, and we immediately know, oh, shit. And then he turns around to where his two boys and wife were, and there's just this faint trail of dust, and he doesn't realize, but we all are like, oh, no. And you hear the distant kind of rumble in the background, and everything and then yes that's how that's how the movie begins and you're like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) fucking heavy (laughs) i'm gonna have emotions emotions Uh, yeah it was incredible i mean they (laughs) they really hit you it's just Mm -hmm. like they hug you and then stab you in the heart yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good fan service that way. Like a lot of yeah. rewarding moments, and then moments where you're like, oh, like you really feel. And it's funny because you're like so attached to these people, yeah. and they're they're just fictional, you know, characters. But you really, especially in this movie, realize like your emotional attachment to them. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, let's see. We didn't have much with War Machine. He's just there. That's kind of what War Machine does. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we didn't mention. Oh. So Clint becomes Ronan, and so he goes on a. Oh, killing that's spree. true. Yes. And so yeah, he becomes yeah. essentially like a samurai badass, and so his his mind thought or his way of thinking now is that like it's not fair that half the people are gone. So he's killing all the bad people because the good people should be here in their place if the bad people, if, if half the planet's yeah. going. Yeah, so he wants the opposite. Yeah. Yes. Murderous rampage. <laughs> he's got that awesome, 
that awesome haircut. He's got a big giant sleeve tattoo. And he's just going around massacring people. Not killing them, like bloody rampage. I always find it funny in movies when someone's doing this. They're walking around like a ninja slaughtering people. And then Black Widow just comes up behind him with an umbrella while it's raining. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I, I get it. For a movie, it's very dramatic and cool. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a perfect trailer moment where... Hawkeye takes up, you know, he looks behind him. He gives Shh. that, like, yeah, it's Over great. The shoulder look. <laughs> if you really think it? about it, like, how long have you been there? I've been yeah. for two days. <laughs> I only brought the umbrella, so I couldn't really stop you from fighting. So I just stood here. <laughs> yes. Yes. Scott Lang, Ant-Man, and he plays a pivotal part in all this. We kind of knew this was going to happen at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp because he gets mm -hmm. stuck in the quantum realm. But right. he's barely in the quantum realm but that's five years later now what a journey for him yeah he's barely in there uh mm -hmm. i guess a rat he's there for like five hours yeah and then the mouse really the responsible the mouse yeah. is the re is the reason why everything happened if that yeah. mouse was not there none of it would have happened the, the real hero of the movie yeah, Paul Rudd. He comes back. It's been five years. He has no idea what's it's going on. It's only been five hours for him, so he yeah. has like no clue. But in our time, it's been five years, so he comes back right. and sees his grown-up daughter and probably gets all the story, and then he runs He runs back to the Avengers place. He's like, hey, yeah. guys, it's me. Remember, I remember me? Ant-Man? I know, I know you know Ant-Man. I don't even think they write his lines. They're like, Paul Rudd, go. Oh, yeah. It's totally, it totally feels like, <laughs> it's like, we wrote this stuff for you, but you can just do whatever you want. Yeah. Does it cover, well, I guess we could talk about Brie Larson's Captain Marvel, which really just feels out of place. Well, no, I don't think they know what to do with her. Well, uh, I was, uh, funny enough, my dad and I were talking about her earlier today and how, um, because she's not in the movie very much, but in a way, it makes sense to me a little bit for her character because she is more a, a person of the universe instead of, of Earth in a way. Yeah, yeah. So she's going around traveling to different planets, you know, because, you know, it's happening throughout the whole universe, not just Earth. Yeah. So that's why we don't see her is because she's off, you know, saving the day around yeah. the universe. So, yeah, so at the same time, yeah. I was like, She's not in it a whole lot, but that, but you know, some in some way too. I'm like, well, I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah, she just feels out of place amongst the Avengers. She just feels very awkward. I don't like her character right now. I'm hoping they change something. I I don't like the whole eliminate emotion Jedi approach with this. <sighs> Whatever. I she just always seems like she's trying really hard to be the toughest person in the room. Yeah. And it, it's like she's it's constantly kind of, trying to prove it. She's constantly trying to prove herself to everybody. Yes. Yeah. I Which, mean, I'm just I like, mean, whatever. That could be, that could be like a political undertone that she might be, you know, choosing to do as an actor or as an actress, you know, because she's trying to, her constantly trying to prove herself is showing how women have to constantly prove themselves in the world. I don't know. Black women. Seems to be the most natural person in the room, and she's a badass. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I 
if that if that's the choice, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I mean, yes. it's a terrible thing that happens in the world, but add that as an acting choice, I, I think it's. You know, well, I think Karen uh, Gilliam, Gillian, I think it's mm-hmm. Gillian, uh, as Nebula. She's mm-hmm. a badass, and she's very vulnerable, vulnerable, and she plays it off much better. I just feel like to be, and this goes for both sexes, to be tough, you don't have to constantly prove that you're tough. It just gets annoying. Yeah. It's like if you're trying to say you're a man by constantly saying, I'm a man. You're like, are you? <laughs> are, are you? Are yeah. you telling us I'm or are you telling man. yourself? Are you trying to I chop yourself? lumber. I chop lumber by looking at it. Gamora has the same like approach that I would say Black Widow does. She just knows. Yeah. She never has to prove it. Confident and and she talking. and she uh it's interesting with her too because she's always tough, but it just seems much more natural. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I just find that really odd. Uh, and I kind of want Marvel just to come out and say that Captain Marvel is a lesbian. Well, something I didn't notice until I was being a nerd and watching, like, all the Easter eggs in Endgame. Yeah. I did not know, but in the comics, her and Rhodey, like, have a relationship for a while. And they alluded to it a little bit when, um... Uh, uh, Black Widow is talking to everybody via hologram and kind of getting, you know, what's happening in the universe type of thing. And uh, Rhodey is in the hologram next to uh, Captain Marvel. And before everybody leaves, they have this look at each other and she's like, you know, be safe, be careful. And they leave almost like that is like a budding relationship. And I don't know if that was on purpose or not. But I think part of it too is, and it could be on purpose that, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of interaction with her and the rest of the gang. Everybody else has been around for years, yeah. but she's pretty new, and so they don't have that camaraderie. And that could be why it's always kind of like awkward when she's around. I say I think they're building up to it to make like the first openly gay superhero. I think she would be the first. I mean, in, in, the, in, the, in the Marvel in universe. In the cinematic one, for sure. I can't. I want to say they have one in the comics, but I can't remember who I'm it sure is. They, I hope so. <laughs> so I guess we'll move into the middle, I guess, act two of this, which becomes Time Machine Heist uh, of the heist. Infinity <laughs> Stones, because Tony Stark figures out time travel in two minutes. Well, they so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. When Scott Lane comes to uh, the headquarters, everybody's like, wait, we all thought you were dead. And so he explains, well, I've been caught. You know, it's only been five hours for me because I was in the quantum realm. And he comes up with the idea that, you know, what if we go into the quantum realm at one time but come out of it at another? Mm -hmm. He's like, there's got to be a way to do something like that. So they go to the person who they think is, you know, the smartest, a.k.a. Tony Stark. And he's like, no, I don't want any part of this. Yeah, he's like, I got my second chance right here while he's holding his daughter. He doesn't want to risk. He's he's got he has so much now, and he's so happy. He, you know, he doesn't want to risk losing yeah. all that. His life's great, kind of. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, I, mean, yeah, uh, I don't for, give a well, shit about happened? this. Like he's yeah, I'm not That's... risking my life for all you know to save the world again right. from something he he really thinks can't be undone. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it was... Well, that, and he gives, like, he's like, well, first you've got the the paradox, blah, 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 and the yeah. blah, 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 and you're like, what, what? So he's like, he's like, we could try it, and I know we'd all die. There's yeah, not a chance to come back. Mumbo jumbo. Yeah. I, I did find, like, you have to accept it. He figures, all the entire team figures this out insanely fast. Yeah. But it's a it's a 180-minute movie that is just... This is where the movie pacing for me really kind of like slows down. It, it you know, they're they kind of got uh, cement shoes here. We're moving a little slow. I get why. There's a lot to set up, uh, but once they get time traveling with the pin, what is that stuff called? Like the, the pin particles in their suits. They go back in time, and they figure out when they stones are together so they can you know basically go in they had two in new york during the first avengers film three. they three three yes because mm-hmm. uh, you had the tesseract which has tesseract, one in it the time stone and then uh the mind stone from the scepter yeah yeah so you had the one the one in the scepter you had the tesseract and then you had the time stone from Tilla Swanton's character before Doctor Strange becomes Doctor Strange. Yeah, and I love how she knows the future. It, that's fantastic. She's like, no, no, yeah. Doc, you, you want five years in the future. <laughs> yeah, he's actually performing surgery about five blocks that way. Yeah. And it was cool. She, you know, she did that whole, like, where she pushed his soul or his aura. I can't remember what, uh, astral projection of himself out of Hulk. So you got Hulk coming down and then Bruce Banner's, you know, spirit, ghost, projection, whatever, pops out of him. And they have a whole conversation that way. That way, Hulk just doesn't break her in half. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of yeah. neat. And then she, she kind of sets up the whole rules to where she's like, hey, if you just take them, you then break all these branches off in reality. So if I let you take this, you're going to ruin my future to fix your future. So, no. Yeah, then he explains how they just put the stone right back in the same spot once they're done. Oh, we got it. Yeah, so essentially they're going back before Thanos ever gets the stones. They're collecting all the stones mm-hmm. for him so they can undo everything. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And I do love how he's like, well, if, if the stone's so important, then why did Doctor Strange just give it to Thanos? And then that the Ancient One figures out, yeah, why would he do that unless and i guess that's what connects to this being the only timeline where they mm-hmm. survived thanos out of 14 or they, million they or survived. whatever he looked at yeah yeah she's like well you had to have a good reason he's the best of us yeah meaning like guardians of the yeah. mystical realm so so that's then cool. he, so whore yeah so whore <laughs> Thor wow. and hulk one word so <laughs> so hulk gets that one and then uh, Ant-Man, uh, Iron Man, and Captain America are all in New York to get the ones. And it's during the first Avengers movie, essentially, in 2012. And so they, you know, you see all the moments from then where they're all posing around uh, Loki at the end of the movie. And they're working out how to steal all that stuff from themselves. And that's where it's yeah. kind of a lot like Back to the Future 2. Or Back to the Future in general. And then it's, what's interesting is uh, Tony and Ant-Man actually mess up 
And that was the whole thing. They only had a certain amount of pin particles, so they could only go back in time once and come back. There was no redos. Everybody just had the one shot. Captain America gets his done. He faces his other self. They have an epic battle, and uh, he gets to see Captain America's ass, which is America's ass, which is definitely a a Paul Rudd. Killed the entire audience. Definitely a Paul Rudd, yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. You have a great ass. That's America's ass. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah, and we got the captain versus uh, we had cap versus cap fight, uh, and then they end up Tony Stark and Ant Man. They lose the Tesseract to um, to Loki, oh, to Loki, who just disappears. So I'm wondering if that will ever come back. Well, other than he's, he's in that timeline, so but maybe Captain America goes back in the past and fixes it. Who knows? In one of the other movies, I can't remember which. Maybe the second Avenger movie. There was always a question where uh, Loki just had the Tesseract out of nowhere in one of the movies. He just had it again. And people were never understood why. And I think that was an answering of that question. Oh, maybe. Oh, okay. All right. And I just remember that that was like a plot hole where nerds were all like, wait a minute, how did he just get it? Blah. And I think that was either to fix a mistake in the past of them doing that oxen or it was on purpose, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Either way, it seems to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got a Frank uh, Grillo, I think that's the actor's name, uh, who comes back as Brock. And when they're all in the elevator, and they do trick yeah. you, like, oh, we're going to have another elevator fight. You yeah, just, kept just like from Winter Soldier. Hail Hydra. Yeah. So clever. Because he lied. He yeah. lied to get out of the situation instead of doing like the ultimate good guy thing. And Captain mm-hmm. America has learned Eh, maybe sometimes a little lie can work. And and when he sees his other self as captain, he goes, "Oh shit!" And he's mm-hmm. you know not big on cussing, so you can definitely that's kind of neat too because you see his language art throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, language. And it also is a little quick. It's a little quick nod to one of the comics where uh, Captain America was knowingly working for Hydra, yes, and he yeah. has his uh, that famous line, "Hail Hydra." And so, then. I, I, Man, right before they fight, he, the, the the old uh, cap puts up. He's like, "I can do this all day." And new cap's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah I, I know. Can. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's annoyed of like how goody two shoes he used to be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's I love it. That that's a good one. Um, and then we send Black Widow and Hawkeye to wherever Mordor, uh, <laughs> old Mordor, Mordor, yeah, Mordor. <laughs> to Mount Doom. <laughs> And uh, this was this surprised me when they killed off Black Widow. Right when they got to that planet, I was like, "Oh, they need oh shit!" Yeah. And then, yeah. And then as they're getting up there, I'm like, Who, well, "Who's it going to be?" Um, and then part of me is like, "Well, it's probably going to be her. She doesn't have a family. He's got the family." And I was like, "They're going to fight for it," and they started fighting for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, naturally, I mean, they both want to somehow lose and win at the same time yeah it's weird because i didn't want her to die she was one of the very few characters where i was like if she dies i'll be affected a little bit emotionally because i really really like black widow i think she's a very interesting character Mm -hmm. she's kind of just the most alone character in this world yeah she only has you know her her chosen family from the Avengers. And And the only time she opened up to like a relationship was with the Hulk. And he was like, ah, we can't do that. 
you know, so she's been like, you know, she's been through some stuff besides, besides all the stuff that she's been through that's not been in the movies that she mm-hmm. talks about, all the red in her ledger and stuff. So well, apparently she's getting her own movie. So I take it that will be a prequel. I guess. I, I, I would watch it. I'd like to see how she was, mm-hmm. you know, how she came about. Yeah. And I'm, I'll, to be honest, that's something I were just very vaguely know about. No. Oh, she was trained to be a spy since she was a little kid. And uh, they made it so she can't have a kid. That's about it. That's about all I know. Yeah, for a main character in this entire series, she's never had her own film. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have a full explanation. I mean, they keep hinting. They keep little bitty tidbits of information about her background. So you kind of have a vague idea of what mm-hmm. her life's been like. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to really get into it with, oh, you know, maybe a prequel that they're coming out with. She's a very interesting character. I find her her arc, I guess, could be fascinating. I mean, she used to kill people for a living, and now she sacrifices herself to save her chosen family and half the freaking universe. Mm-hmm. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, where did the other ones travel? Oh, yeah, Thor and Rocket. <laughs> Dude, yeah. the Thor and Rocket team had me rolling. <laughs> yeah, that's a great combo. Yeah. And part, I think I know, it's almost like... A, you put Thor with anybody, and it's almost fun. But Thor and Rocket is uh, extra special, I think. Chris Hemsworth is such a good comedic actor. Yeah, He's so good. <laughs> I saw a thing where it was they were interviewing the girls that he was in with uh, Ghostbusters Two. And they were like, you know, obviously, like, obviously he's super handsome. But then he come in and he's really funny. And we're like, did you like bring a writer with you? And like, it was just all him off the top of his head. So they were talking about how like, I have never rooted to hate somebody so much because he's like, really funny, really good looking. And then one of them was like, then he broke out in song once. See, we were trying to talk about like a song and none of us could figure out. So he sang it and he sounded like an angel singing it. So they're talking about how they like hated him but loved him at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's one of those people. <laughs> yeah. That son of a bitch. He's the next Hugh Jackman. Or actually, he I don't know, probably bigger he, that than Hugh Jackman be, now. He might I mean that's well, they're both from Australia too, so that's very apropos. Those damn Aussies. Mm-hmm. Oh, mate, you're going to drown. <laughs> I like that's your go-to Australian phrase. It's always, it's always going to be point break. Oh, mate, you're going to drown. <laughs> that line's not even in the movie. <laughs> you need to come out with the Stephen Bay edition, and that's the only thing you do differently. You just overdub yourself saying that at the end of the movie. <laughs> It's not even on Australia. It's an organ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen to our Point Break review. You'll, you'll understand yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great. So, yeah, I mean, we end up getting these stones after Captain well, America um, and Tony Stark have to break off into the... Is it the 60s or 70s they go the back to? The 70s. So they... They decide, to, hey, we'll use our last pin particles because they're pretty. There is like I'm pretty confident that 
they're in a shield station back in the Cessnies where the Tesseract and more pin particles are at the same place. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. can go back to get it and then have a way back as well. So Yeah, and that then we cool. get the Tony Stark and his dad reunion. Yeah, that's great. Because, you know, yeah. Tony, you know, that's always, he always talks about how he didn't have a good relationship with them. So it was nice to see that, like, he got a, he got to reconcile that, you yeah. know. It was, yeah, it was without it was Tony's really dad good. knowing that, yeah, and without Tony's dad knowing it was him, so he says things that, like, we know, and that makes us laugh, but to his dad is like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, when he hugs him at the end, he's like, thank you so much, and he's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, like, who is that guy? <laughs> yeah. And I did oh, yeah, and Jarvis was there. And he apparently is, he plays the Jarvis character from yeah. the Peggy Carty TV show. That's what I, I heard. I've never watched it. So yeah, no. neither have I. But Peggy's there. Peggy's in the 70s and mm-hmm. Captain America. They did it twice in this movie, too, where Hawkeye, when he tested the pin particles, he almost got to see his daughter and then he yeah. got And then with Captain America, he gets to see Peggy and then they're just separated by a sheet of glass, like a foot away. Yeah. yeah. The love of your life dangling in so front of you. So close yet so far away. Anything. Yeah. So it was, it was uh, I mean, even though I felt like this took forever to get the uh, Infinity Stones, I understand why. It's just one of those things where there's so much that they needed to put in here yeah. that me personally, I just thought it really dragged. But then, then we get to the third act. Which is nuts. Yeah. And it's out of nowhere nuts. Like, I was like, oh, like it, it took me by surprise, but not. Well, at the yeah, same because time. War, War Machine and Nebula have to go to the planet wherever. Oh, this that, is fun, uh, too. Yeah. So, this is Vormir. Vormir. And it's the beginning it. of Guardians of the Galaxy. So, they see uh, Star Lord like dancing to himself. <laughs> And And you don't hear the music, yeah, and so you just hear him singing the the song. Uh, It was great. He's, you know, not singing well. (laughs) And War Machine's like, so he's an idiot. (laughs) 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 And then we get Nebula knocking him out, steals the tool, gets in there, reaches her hand into the laser fire. I don't know what that is. Brings it out. I do love her line where she turns to War Machine and goes, I wasn't always like this. And then we kind of go down. I mean, I don't know when this happens quite in the movie, but we learn that. And this is another really weird part that you just need to accept in this movie is where Nebula's current form in that timeline, her system connects with her future form. And so Thanos can now see what's happening. Yeah, like she has her own network and they... I don't know. They interfere like like two CB radios or two walkie-talkies on the same channel. Yeah. yeah. And so one can see the other. Yeah. And so it spoils to Thanos. Yeah, like you were saying. And uh, you know, we he ends up sending uh, current Nebula, the bad guy Nebula, to our current time in 2019 to bring the entire Thanos ship to Earth. To attack the Avengers. Yeah, he. So they they abduct well they abduct future Nebula, replace her with 
past Nebula to come back into the future. So she's spinning. Yes. So Nebula, bad Nebula, is in disguise as good Nebula. And so she's now in the future and they've all have the stones. And yeah, and this is where this is where things get interesting, like you were saying, the third act. Yeah. I mean to skip forward a little bit, uh Thanos just because he knows that like, okay. I eliminated half the universe, but the other half just can't accept what they got. So I'm just going to have to kill everything and create my own universe. Yeah. Isn't that basically what Star Wars' father wanted to do in Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Yeah. Yeah. So. And, uh, uh, and almost like uh, Ultron. Ultron was pretty yeah. much going to do yeah. that. All these super villains want to like just make their own worlds. You know, they can do that. It's just, you know, you could find a shitty planet in the middle of nowhere. And just, yeah. I mean, it's not your own universe, but you'd have your own planet. Which is funny because Thanos goes to the garden. Uh, that's where he's at yeah. the beginning. And he's the only one on the planet. Like, why didn't you just go there to begin with? Why that's why go through all the hassle? Yeah. Yeah, Stop because it'll never, who, who cares if most of the universe is killing themselves by destroying their planets? You got your own planet. What yeah. more do you want, you selfish asshole? <laughs> I guess, though, that's more in line with comic book version of Thanos. Yeah. So it's like he's more of like, kill them all. I am inedible. What does he say? Yeah, I am, I am inevitable. Yeah. Uh, he's fun. I, yeah. I kind of like is just like he thinks he's so much better than everyone because he's doing he's so laid back about it. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so billions. Right. <laughs> like, so he this is uh, what needed to happen. Uh, what's wrong? Why is everybody looking at me like that? He always <laughs> is just sitting down with like his like, and he's got his like not quite prayer hands, but he's got yeah. his fingertips together. Just well, when he sends Nebula in to the destroyed Avengers base and somehow Hawkeye and Ant-Man are still alive because Hulk, I don't know, stopped debris. and Yeah, he's and, holding um, up, which I guess there's a comic book cover. Yeah, apparently. From, and that's, a, that's like a reference to that. Because so, so we didn't say, so obviously they make a gauntlet, like an Iron Man gauntlet uh, with the stones. They all kind of vote, and uh, Hulk says, like, it should be me. So he snaps to bring everybody back. And it's everybody back to the present doesn't change the last five, that doesn't change the last five years, but just brings everybody back. And they're kind of looking around, just realizing, yeah, everybody's back. And then while that's happening, Bad Nebula brought past Thanos to the future. Yeah. And he just, you know, shot the whole Avengers Tower to, like, rubble. I know. He sits outside and just waits. Yeah, just sits outside. And then he tells, and then he tells, what's your face? Go give me the stones. He tells Bad Nebula, yeah. hey, go get me the stones. And he just sits there. He even has this, like, double-sided sword stuck in the ground in his yeah. helmet, just sitting on top of it. He's just so relaxed. A relaxed maniac. It's it's yeah. a little it's intimidating with how yeah. just quiet and calm he can be. But mm -hmm. um current nebula, two thousand nineteen nebula kills two thousand fourteen nebula. 
Right. Or 2015. I don't know. With the help of Whatever. past Mora. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Because yeah, so future Gamora is still stuck in the Soul Stone or whatever that place is called. Okay. But well, yeah, when she, when she kills old Nebula, I was like, whoa. Yeah. I didn't think they'd do that. Yeah. That'd be weird to kill your past self in the present. Well, it's from a different timeline, so it's not going to affect you. So right, it was well, fun. Yeah, obviously, because yeah, if you did that, then you would murder. die. It's not like Looper. It was fun murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's war, so it's not murder. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so somehow I, I think all the time agents, bandits—I don't know what the fuck they're called from Doctor Strange. I don't really care. But they bring. You know, Black Panther and his whole army, and then Thanos' whole army, and they well, just... Cool. So, yeah, you first have this, the three, you've got Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. They start fighting Thanos, just the three of them. Uh, they're kind of getting beat up, and uh, you have... And this is the cool... This is right before that, right before you were starting to say, that we have the, the big moment, because when Thor went back to the past... He was there and realized, oh, Mjolnir's here. So he reaches out his hand and grabs, and he now has his old hammer again. Yeah. And then he travels yeah. to the future. So he has his hammer and he has Stormbreaker together. So he's fighting with both of them in this cool Rob Zombie beard. And uh, Mjolnir gets knocked out of his hand, and he's you know down on the ground. Thanos is starting to crush Thor. You see... Mjolnir lift in the air, and you're like, "Awesome, he's gonna he's gonna do it." And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Captain America has picked it up and thrown it at Thanos, and so we get mm-hmm. that awesome moment, which was, I think, the biggest cheer out of the times I saw it. People were like, I, Whoa! "Yeah, I, I think it it, it might have been in ours too." Uh, there was a lot of clapping when Black Panther came on, and then yeah. even more clapping when uh, Peter Parker uh, Spider Man oh, came yeah. on. Yeah, and like I don't really clap. In movies, but I, I almost, like, I almost did. Yeah, when Captain America like just smashed Thanos with lightning, and I was like, eh, man, no, no. <laughs> yeah, such a nice nerve payoff. And for people who don't know, that actually happens in the comics. Uh, Captain America is worthy and can pick up uh, Mjolnir. Um, and it's you know, and it's got this point where Thanos has beat him to a pulp, but he stands up again. You know, he's only got half a shield left. Then all of a sudden, you hear Sam, aka the Falcon, go on your left, mm-hmm. and he looks over, and then yeah, Black uh, Panther comes out of the little uh, tunnel, and he does you bombay, and then the whole then you got the giant army of all, every good guy and everybody who's gone comes by. And then you could finally get to hear Captain America say, Avengers, assemble. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little bit of a cheer, too. That was... Yeah. Uh, like even I don't know. Like, no, it's, it's, like, it's, yes! it's honestly hard to know when... Because so much was going on. And I, I, it was hard to really absorb all of it. I don't even think you can. And you can't really... like. We probably missed a lot of stuff talking about this movie. Because there's just so much. Yeah. There's so much payoff. Even so, I saw it twice, and one and there are things I picked up the second time around that did not pick up the first time around. So yeah, it's definitely a uh, yeah. It's just really it's epic. Is I I don't think I've ever seen a movie this epic before. Uh 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. That's a hard one. Um, we're, <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna see if Avatar can be more epic because apparently yeah. they spend all the monies. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous how much time and money they've spent. I heard, on I heard a whole country went under because of that. It swallowed it. Just swallowed <laughs> the country. It became. A, it's us now, uh, where the Navi live now. Yeah, they're real. James yeah. Cameron's like, not only have I made a movie about it, <laughs> I've created it. <laughs> yeah, Cameron, it's like it's to bring it full circle. It's like New Asgard, the equivalent where we had to move a whole race here yeah. to Earth. <laughs> but. Yeah, the fight's nuts, and I really thought Thanos, after he breaks Captain America's shield, I, I'm i like, wow, they're going to do it. Because my yeah. prediction coming into this, I had three. Okay. Um, one, Tony Stark would die. That one's kind of obvious, yeah. because one, they showed the Spider-Man trailer before the movie, and he's not in it. Tony Stark's not in it. Yeah. Um, I, they could be doing that on purpose. And right. then I thought with it... Because because in the trailer he kept saying, you know, like whatever it takes, and I'm like, well, you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Die or super retire and like never seen again. But we'll see. I thought Captain America was die. going to retire, and I kind of got that one right a little bit. I don't know. We'll discuss it. Kind of. See, I thought, I, I thought it would be I, different. I thought Captain was gonna die. See, I thought Captain America, because he never felt part of this timeline, would walk away. And three, I honestly thought they were going to erase everything and, like, start this all over, which I never like. Because it's always like, well, so the last movie didn't happen. Slate clean. Um, Yeah. But to their credit, they didn't. They're like, nah, this shit happened. (laughs) (laughs) They went through this, and they're going to keep going through it. They're going to remember so that was cool that they I mean, there's so much courage in this movie uh, mm-hmm. and the stakes feel real um, when Captain Marvel comes back. So Captain America doesn't die at that point, but it's a badass yeah. fight. Uh, yeah. And even Fat Thor's doing everything he can almost dies yeah. by a Stormbreaker. Mm-hmm. But you said and it has you know, like their nice up, funny uh, moments where uh, Captain and Thor by each other and they each catch the wrong hammer. So then yeah. they have to, oh, no, no, you take the big one. I'll take the small one. Or, you know, you take the small one, you know. Yeah, it's, um, it's so there's all those funny moments. We get the reunion with Cap and, I'm sorry, with uh, Spider-Man and Tony Stark, which is nice. You know, it's like a son he, you know, didn't have, sort of. So, you know, have that tender moment. Um, almost every character. Yeah, like there's a moment for pretty much every character. Yeah. Um, there's even a moment where it's just like all the badass women have like a scene where they all like run charging, which is really convenient that on a giant battlefield, yes, every yeah. star female. No, I, right I, I gagged in my mouth a little bit with like <laughs> how ridiculous that was. I, I get just, it. Apparently, is that a is that a reference to a comic book? Like there's a all female team? I don't know. It could be. Uh, part of me just feels like they're trying to appease uh, an audience. Yes, yeah. It's Which, a corporate Disney being like, we yeah. are for the women's. Yeah, and it's and because it's not like from a genuine place, it's like, you know. Yeah, it's a little hollow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it didn't, see, I actually thought that that would get a big cheer from the women in the audience. 
But I think because Anna, I went with Scott and Anna, and even oh. Anna was like, that was pretty cheesy. <laughs> it's just like, wow. yeah, like, yeah, I mean, it was, it was hand fisted. It was honestly, just like smash. I honestly didn't even notice it until uh, afterwards. Someone had said, you know, the old female moment. And I was like, what? Well, I don't remember that's that. You're a horrible male, and you're what's wrong with this <laughs> world. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> no, I. I just didn't, you, it didn't, you like, it didn't hurt the middle. <laughs> Not all men, you. <laughs> Me, I am. <laughs> I just didn't notice it. Like, it didn't, like, it didn't come across as over the top to me. Um, oh, really? Are you kidding well, me? They, sure. they, Scott well, next to me goes, oh, God. <laughs> or at least I think he said that. He oh, did his I, mind. He's surprised. He his... Oh, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, he... I feel like if I went to go see a movie with him, he would ruin it for me because of things like that. Oh, no. I'll tell you who – the. so I didn't really like this movie when I stepped out of it. I was like, what the fuck was that? I actually like the movie the more I think about it. And I'll tell you why. I checked my clock or my watch a lot during this film, especially during the middle parts. The guy to the left of me with, I assume, his wife and his child were – I mean, this is 10 years of build in these Marvel films to get yeah. to this. They talked through the entire movie. It was so annoying. Like, I, I kept, like, doing little, like, you know, like, I don't want to make this a big deal in this big film. I want the film to be the big deal. They yeah. kept, and and, and his, his wife was so bad with asking questions. She's like... Every time someone would come back into the movie that had died five years ago, she's like, I thought, so when Scarlet Witch was doing her stuff and mm -hmm. she was like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, Thanos. You took vision from me. Yeah. She's like, oh, I, I thought he, I thought she was dead. And he's like, oh, no, no, see what happens. I'm like, how do you not know? They just brought everyone back. I wanted to shake the shit out of her. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then I wanted to slap him. Gotta go. Stop answering her questions. Yeah. Stop talking. Especially, Stop. especially the questions that will get answered if you just keep watching. That's yeah. the worst. Uh, Why are they doing that? I don't know. Keep watching and you'll find out. They got especially if, if you're the. They're asking you, and it's the first time you've seen the movie too. You're like, I don't know. That's why I'm watching the movie to find out. But you probably shouldn't yell at a woman to shut up in the middle of the movie unless it's Avengers Endgame. <laughs> then yeah. you get a pass. And yeah, absolutely. They got up. They got up three times to uh. fill their soda. Once they sent their son to refill the popcorn, and he came back with an empty bucket of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and then the father had to get up. And make us move out of the way again to fill up the popcorn. I think you people can tell while in the middle of this movie, I wanted to leave. I was yeah. like, ah, ah, but I'm not going to go sit through another three hours of this movie. I'm not that big of a super fan. But you know oh. what? If you go to the theater, shut up. Yeah. Is Here's our PSA. Our Analog Jones PSA. Don't talk during the movie. And don't answer your phone. Don't get your phone out. That's yeah. a big shiny piece of shit in my way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're pretty much just shining a flashlight in my face during a movie. 
I was basically the Hulk from the first Avengers film. I just went outside and started punching a car. Stairs! <laughs> Hulk hates stairs! So many stairs! Uh, I feel so much better after getting that off my chest. Nice. Yeah. Good. Enough to not experience any of that. There were people coming and going, but I went with like 10 people, so we took up the majority of a row. So we didn't have people coming across us. They were in other rows, but so we we lucked out there. That's good. Yeah, so that that, that was nice. I'm just gonna go to Indiana to watch my movies from now on. There you go. See, I thought going on a Tuesday night because I usually go to movies on Sunday mornings, Tuesday nights, um, yeah. odd weird times so i can watch it peacefully with a smaller crowd that are much more respectful and if the crowd isn't as respectful i i feel so much more comfortable calling them out anyway back to the avengers endgame enough of how to act in a theater uh, how about you just be a respectful human being done oh yeah when thanos gets the gauntlet on and he's about to snap to kill the entire oh, universe I this there's a moment where tony and dr strange kind of are near each other and he goes hey you saw the you know all those times yeah. you know is this the one and dr strange goes if i tell you it won't happen so they go back to fighting and the whole time they're trying to get the like a football yeah uh, they're trying to get the gauntlet from one side of the battle to the heart of the like the bad guys area where the van is so they can their plan is to just automatically take it back in time and start putting the stones back in place where they go before yeah. Thanos can get it is the plan. So, Well, I mean, Captain uh, Marvel, which annoyed me when how powerful she is. She, like, flies through Thanos' ships. So she can turn herself into a missile with no ill effects. She's, yeah, just, like, pure energy. Yeah. Which I think is her character. Like, she's supposed to be, I think, she, the most powerful yeah, but, in the I mean, in, in the universe, Superman. But, Superman's that powerful, but that's, in my opinion, what made some kind of lame. You're <laughs> too powerful. Yeah, and then, you know, they kind of do that, too. So she flies through the his ship, which was just, like, raining fire down on everybody and just blows it up, which is, yeah. like, a, I think, too, I, I was like, that's pretty badass. And no, then, it, is, it is badass, but at the same time, I'm like, ugh. Like, what can't she do? Maybe that's maybe that's one of the reasons why she wasn't in it as much. Because then they're like, she could have just like finished the whole thing. Yeah, why doesn't she just fly? Why doesn't she just fly straight down into Thanos, grab him, and just take him to the center of the Earth? Yeah. So she's got the moment where she's like, he has the gauntlet. She's holding on. So he can't close his fist, and he's like trying to headbutt her, and it's like having no effect on her whatsoever. Yeah, that was so, that was pretty cool. And so he like, does, which I was like was pretty clever, is he takes one yeah. of the, he takes like the power stone off, puts it in his fist, has power, has left hand power fist, which is yeah. its technical comic book term, and then just oh, yes, clocks definitely. her right in the face, and she's like, whew, she just goes off the frame, and you don't see her. Yeah, it was her. smart. I think that's what makes Thanos such a formidable uh such a powerful opponent is yeah. not only is he like thor like strong and he has the fighting ability of say i don't know the black widow you know like they just he's smart he's clever yeah and that was part of it but uh even more 
cover is Tony Stark and getting... Okay, so I got a question about the gauntlet. Maybe we can talk about this. Sure. Now, Thanos in Infinity, Infinity War created or got the gauntlet created by Peter Dinklage, the giant, I don't know, um, blacksmith dwarf. I don't know what... I'm sure that character is real in the comics. Yeah, I think he was... He I just was called, they were called dwarfs. Yeah, so it's they... It's kind of funny, even though they're giants. He's basically the only one in the universe who can create a gauntlet that can contain all this power at once. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, Tony Stark makes not one, but two gauntlets of his own. Well, sort of. Because when Thanos uses it, it when he snaps his finger, it doesn't really... It damages the glove. And when he destroys the rings, that's when it like destroyed part of his body. So I think that glove was meant to absorb more of the power. Because the glove that... Tony first well, I don't. Makes. I don't think it, it doesn't matter what gauntlet you use. Once you use that amount of power, it basically, well, if you're human, it kills you. Right. And if you're super strong, like Hulk, it it you know made out of gamma rays, it damages your arm. And I guess we don't even know if his arm will ever fully repair because Thanos, right. when he was on his, um, you know, his at his garden, his own planet, he he didn't. His arm didn't recover. And yeah, but he, I think to me it sounded like he said that it almost killed him when he destroyed them. So I think the initial yeah. snap yeah. didn't really do much to him. And I think that for me, I think that's because the glove was meant to take more of that. Oh. And that that's why when Hulk puts on the Iron Man glove, it immediately starts tearing up his arm and mm-hmm. he just has it and he's just wearing it. He hasn't snapped it yet. And so I think that's why it's like it's not as good as as whatever yeah. the dwarf guy made. I don't know. That's my I, I opinion. Still, yeah, I, I still think I'm like, meh, meh. Maybe if they would have traveled in the past and like stole the gauntlet yeah. from another timeline and then brought it back, I'd have been like, that's better. And then and brought Tony the seamstress, brought a seamstress dwarf to to yeah. make it to size. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh Anyway, it, it's nitpicking the movie. Um, it's. They, they end up, you know, Iron Man snaps his fingers before saying, I am Iron Man. Yeah, because it's great because you got that moment where you were starting to say, and that uh, Thanos is like, I am inevitable, and he snaps, and there's no, nothing, yeah. and he turns the glove around and realizes the stones are missing, and that's when we cut to Iron Man, who has taken them off and put them on his suit, and then he goes, and I am Iron Man. Yeah, I, I think it would have been clever if it would have shown like Star Lord and been like, "That's my move." Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's something Star yeah. Lord would do. Yeah, <laughs> finally, <laughs> Star Lord, finally. <laughs> but that would have that would have you know stolen some thunder away from Iron Man. Probably shouldn't do that. Uh, so he uh, he has his moment. Where he is dying, and everyone, Spider Man comes over to him, and mm-hmm. then Gwyneth Paltrow is Pepper Potts, and she's got her Iron Man suit on, mm-hmm. um, or Iron Lady suit. I don't know what do we call that. She's in the comic. She was called Rescue. I want to say when she had her when she had her own suit, she was called Rescue. I want to say I'm not. Okay. I don't know. Not 100 percent confident in that. 
Yeah, I wonder if she's going to come back in the uh, Marvel Universe as someone. Yeah, is she going to run the company now? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he goes, he passes, and I tell you what, the funeral, that was incredible. I mean, there's a lot of cameos in this film that I was shocked by. Robert Redford, for one, because I thought he was done acting. Yeah. They pan and they show that. Now, maybe some of those were added, because... I would like to watch that in slow-mo. It felt a little unnatural on that pan, on some. Yeah. Most looked like they were there, but some I was like, yeah, maybe they just put them in post because they couldn't make it. It's hard to get that many famous actors together. It is only one shot, though. Yeah. So it's if they get them for, like, if they plan it right, and they're like, hey, stand here, yeah. look sad, and we'll get this done in as little <laughs> as it takes as possible. Yeah, and Nick Fury's there too, like yeah. overlooking everyone. Nick Fury, even um, what's his face? The guy, uh, the one who comes up with the accords, the uh, Sokovia Accords, that general. Yeah, I, I saw name. him. Yeah. He was there. Now, the, someone it, said the kid from Iron Man 3. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is he there? I yeah, didn't notice that. He's right in front, he's behind. So. <clears throat> When I first saw it, there's that time when uh, Ant-Man comes out of the quantum realm and he's looking around trying to figure out what happens. He sees the little kid on the bike. And the little kid on the bike, he's like, hey, what the hell happened? And the little kid just kind of looks like he wipes his eyes and then drives or rides away. And then later in the funeral, to me, it looked like the same kid. Whether it was or not, I don't know. But I was like, that kid has to be someone. So uh, we walk out of the theater. I'm like, who was that kid? And one of them was like, it's the kid from Iron Man 3. So he was in the funeral towards the back uh, behind the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's just there by himself. And he's like super tall and lanky now. Five years, seven years. Oh, probably longer than that. Five years in the movie timeline. And then Iron Man 2 or 3 came out. I don't even know. But I I would guess at least. I would guess it's at least been eight years in their timeline. Yeah. He was, and it's the same kid, I think. It's the same actor. He's just... Well, what is puberty. he doing? I mean, <laughs> yeah. How arrogant would you be like to turn down the end scene of a funeral for Iron Man? Oh, like, no, nah, I don't need this. <laughs> no, I. that's not my thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Plus, he's not even a liked character. I, I know so many people. I like Iron Man 3. Uh, I, I like mm. it when you show a hero when you take away their powers. And I thought what they did with Mandarin... Was funny because I don't I don't care about Mandarin. I, I don't be hell. care Let about him. Let me help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's fine. I, I know a lot of people are really pissed about Fat Thor, and again, I don't care about I, I care about Chris Hemsworth's Thor, but mm-hmm. Thor in general I don't care about. So I thought I thought this was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was great for us because it it made more. Uh, like my dad was talking about how he was hoping that once he caught, you know, he's like, all right, let's do this. And he grabs both hammers that he just instantly be like back in shape again. But I think that would have been a little, a little too. Yeah. I think that would have been a little too, like really like uh, that kind of would have taken me out of it a little bit, but you know, I, I think it would, I do agree with him. I think it would be cool to see him kind of kick a little bit more ass. I felt like he was, not quite well, as ass kickery. In this I, one. I think this movie was, it's mostly about Captain America and, and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. 
you know, pretty much the two that have carried this franchise. Yeah. I mean, they didn't need to alone. At the beginning, I think they carried the franchise. And then Disney and Marvel got so good at creating these films, they didn't have to, but they're still going to get the spotlight at the end because they started yeah. it. They're, yeah, they have, like, everybody cares about them the most, I feel. The collective yeah, audience. Well, I mean, it's Tony Stark's character is so good. Mm-hmm. And so it's I, a good bookend to the, yeah. you know, cinematic universe. He begins and he ends it, you know. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I, I think it's great. And now they'll move on to uh, the second phase. It's not phase. What is it? Saga phase 2? Four. Phase, phase 4, I think they're calling it. I, I might take a little, little bit of a break, though, because I've been critical of a lot of the Marvel movies the last three or four years because I'm like, ah, everything's so serious. There's no real stakes. But now they created stakes. Uh, this was very emotional. And they did things that I was – I'm finally glad they did. Um, mm -hmm. Do I like this movie more than, say, Guardians of the Galaxy? No. Uh, I think Guardians of the Galaxy is basically a perfect – superhero movie it's taking a ragtag team and turning them into heroes and i think the pacing is a lot better but epic wise this thing Ooh. blows everything out of the water this is a movie epic i feel like it's like it's rewatchable for sure but it's not something like like ooh, i can't wait to sit through the first really yeah. sad first half of this movie yeah it's I, more I like i'm agree. gonna i'm gonna fast forward to the end of this movie and watch the epic like fight scene it's a movie that just takes a lot out of you. Yeah. Uh, it's just emotional craziness. And you have to be a super fan, which there are a lot, obviously. This movie, mm -hmm. I think I think this movie makes will make enough money to buy um, Papua New Guinea, <laughs> like an entire country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so there's been, you know, a lot of people were like, do you really need to see all of them? And for me, I... I, for the majority part, I want I would say yes because there's so many payoffs that if you do, you get so much more out of it. Even going back because I my nephew hadn't seen them, so we had begun uh, rewatching them. He's actually downstairs right now watching the first Avengers. There are things that I didn't notice the first time that when I saw it the second time, uh, I, I still got more out of it. And there's lines that they say back and forth. When Hawkeye and Black Widow are in the spaceship going to uh, Morag to get the mm -hmm. Soul Stone, they have this moment where they're like, hey, this is serious, but they have this, like, we're in a spaceship, like, going yeah. through hyperspace right now. And this is awesome. And they say, this isn't like Budapest, which is a reference to what they said to each other while they were fighting yeah. on Avengers. And coming up like, to the end of the uh, story here, we've got a parting of Captain America and Winter Soldier. And they have their... Uh, lines is similar the way it was in the first of uh, Captain America movie where when Bucky's going off to war, you know, he's like, uh, he's like, you know, I'll see you later. Or he's like, don't do anything stupid till I get there. And he's like, how could you? You're taking all the stupid with you. <laughs> and they say those lines to each other as they're separating now. So there's lots of uh, mirroring of things like that that yeah. you may not pick up on. So it's, there is a bunch of rewatchability for things like that. Yeah, I, like I said, this will be like the last Jedi for me. If I do rewatch it, it's going to be like I'll skip this, I'll skip that, and then I'll just get to the parts where I'm like, that's so fun. 
And there are a lot of really fun just character building. Uh, it's it's not like I'm skipping all the no like I, I it's just mostly like I've said the the time heist. But some some things in the time heist I will watch. Yeah. So it's I I don't know again it's a nitpick it's just because I like I like really good pacing I felt like this lacked it a little bit but I you know there's, I'm probably in the minority on that. There's great one-liners through the time heist where, like, uh, yeah. oh, they're the talking whole about thing? Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, or so like, trying to explain the ether, and he's like drunk. How he's like going yeah. through the emotional roller coaster. He's like, "This is Jane. We used to date," and then he gets sad because he realizes they're not dating anymore. And <laughs> there's that whole thing, and they're like, "Why don't you step away?" And he's like, "No, no, no," and he keeps going and. Uh, yes. he's like, so do you know what's coursing through my veins? And then Rhodey's like, cheese whiz. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, there's a bunch of great things in there. And it's and like, you know, how Steve's saying he's, uh, you know, fast forward through stuff. It's not like he's fast forward through bad parts of the movie. It's just they're not as fun to watch. You know, it's like, yeah. it's good, like, make you feel emotions and stuff, parts of the movies, but. Like, why would you want to go through that again? <laughs> I want to yeah. make myself feel bad and watch this part of the movie. Uh, that ends it. That ends what, you know, the entire 10-year first one. Now we'll move on to all the, the newbies. We'll see what they do. But uh, hell of a ride. Hell of a ride, I can tell you that Do much. we want to go over the ending of the movie? Oh, that's right. Captain America goes back mm-hmm. in time. Returns all the time stones, but then overshoots his earth jump. I don't know what they call it. His time jump. He is... brings he brings the hammer with a Matilda. <laughs> 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 that's, what, that's what I'm gonna call Thor's hammer. Meow meow. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, Captain America travels with the hammer and then comes back, overshoots, and then we f- see Captain America's old old man cap. Who decided to stay in the 1970s with his love and, I and think age? He stayed, uh, further than that, I think he was like that in the 40s or 50s. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, oh, yeah, because he had to age as much. And then he comes back. Did you notice he didn't have the hammer? Yeah. Where's the hammer? So that's, yeah, that opens up possibilities. He brought back the shield because the shield was destroyed. So he brought back past shield. And he gives it to Sam, the Falcon, who in the comics becomes Captain America. But after the Winter Soldier does, so that was interesting. You're drifting off in your camera. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. You, you started in the middle, now you're like you're all the way over. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to see him. It's better than giving it to Bucky. Bucky's probably not exactly Captain America you know, material in this cinema. I don't think he's Captain Material, Captain America material, period. Right. He used to be an assassin. Yeah. He killed Tony Stark's dad. <laughs> he's, uh, we don't know if he's completely reliable yet. No. And he's already got a metal arm. He's fine. Yeah. He doesn't need more. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really, what does Sam have other than the wings? He doesn't actually have a power. He's got a gun and a little, like, drone. Yeah, he can die really easily. He better be really good with that shield. (laughs) (laughs) 
Shoot him in the head. <laughs> what, what if he shot him in the face? <laughs> well, the first Captain America movie is over in 10 minutes. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, that reminds me of, uh, there's a cartoon that my dad watched when he was younger, and it was called Bambi versus Godzilla. And you just see Bambi, and all of a sudden a giant foot goes Poof! And then the credits start rolling. It's like 10 seconds long, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be just like that. Accurate. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I highly recommend... Yeah, nice ending to Captain. He gets... He's no longer feels like he's out of time. Uh, There's a nice moment where Sam's like... You see him... You see Captain put his hand on top of Sam's hand and you see the wedding ring there. And so Sam's like, are you going to tell me about her? And he's like, no, 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 I don't believe I will. You know, and yeah. so it's a nice moment. That's pretty much it. Well, Thor ends up with the oh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy and I yeah. can't wait for that. Right. They, what's funny is I just learned this. So he says, as Guardians of the Galaxies, when he gets on the ship, which is an actual comic. There was an actual comic in 2018 that came out called As Guardians of the Galaxy. Which was oh, really? a bunch of Asgardians, a ragtag team of Asgardians, kind of being like the Guardians of the Galaxy. And so I think that was a... I don't know if one influenced the other or not. He also gave Valkyrie... She made her queen of Asgard, of New Asgard, and yep. relinquished yep. his throne. Hawkeye got his family back. Yeah, Hawkeye went back to his family. I don't think it showed anybody else after that, really. Uh, again, there's there was so much going on that it's hard to really absorb. Mm-hmm. But I mean, whatever. We got the big ones out of the way. It's yeah. it, It's such a it's such an epic film. You have to see it. Well, I hope <laughs> you've seen it after listening to this, or we yeah. just destroyed the Russo this brothers on the news said that on Monday they uh, they gave everybody permission to. To talk about it online on this coming Monday, on the let's see, that's the fourth today, so that would be the sixth. Okay, well, I'll probably maybe release it then. I don't know. I mean, no, <laughs> the Russo brothers aren't worried about me. Uh, no, <laughs> or no, you. <laughs> but they're you know they were on like Good Morning America or yeah, something like yeah. that, and they're like, when can we start talking about it? And it's like, I'd say Monday. It gives everybody like a solid two weeks, two weekends to go see it. So I don't know if yeah. you know take that for a grain of salt. I don't know if people are actually going to be like counting down to midnight. Yeah. No. no, I mean plenty of people have the spoiler reviews out. I think he just meant gen- maybe they meant general in public. You know, like can we talk about it at work and all that? Yeah. 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 But uh, anyway, to be honest, that hasn't really... I've seen tons of spoilers for both that and Game of Thrones, and I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you posting this? Here's one thing I can tell you. Uh, Endgame was much better than the uh, Battle of the White Walkers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, Man, was, that was disappointing. That was. That, was, that really was. Uh, I was hoping for Battle of the Bastards 2, where it was just like, blows your mind... The only time I was really like, oh no, oh shit, oh shit, was when John was out there and the Night King rose everybody from the back in the day. He was just surrounded by people. I was like, oh shit. All (laughs) right, thanks for listening. You can uh, get us wherever you get your, you know, podcast or YouTube apparently now. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And remember to be kind.
Rewind.